Entrepreneur on Fire 498. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Wish you could read your favorite book anywhere, anytime. Not always possible, but you can listen anywhere, anytime with audiobooks.com. Get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. FreshBooks is the simple cloud accounting solution that's helping thousands of new entrepreneurs and small business owners save time billing and get paid faster. Sign up free today at getfreshbooks.com and join over 5 million users running their business with ease. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Adam Lieb. Adam, are you prepared to ignite Yes, indeed. I love it. Adam is the founder, CEO of Duxter. Duxter builds community tools for gamers and game developers. He has been solving problems for gamers for 15 years and founded his first company at the age of 11 and grew his first million-dollar company by the time he was 20. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Adam, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, so I mean that that description I like a lot. I don't know, someone must have written it for me because it sound <laughs> sounds really sounds really sharp. But awesome. no, I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Like I I never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur until I was I was in my twenties. But I I did start my my first business, uh, even though I didn't really call it that. It was a, a website when I was eleven. We we uh, wrote game reviews, strategy guides, and tips on on how to beat the video games that we were playing when we were kids. The website. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was just sort of a, a fun thing we decided to do. The website sort of gained a lot of traffic. We ended up selling it to a really big company and working for that company for for a while. Um, you know, got I sort of kept doing similar things, building websites and you know selling stuff and creating communities and seeding information to gamers. Uh, we built a really big virtual goods, virtual currency business um, back. It was the end of the '90s, early 2000s, before anybody really used the term virtual currency. You know, we were selling swords and gold and things like that <laughs> in video games. No one really knew what we were doing. We were, you know, I used to stop by Western Union uh, every weekday after you know, middle school so uh, I could pick up my money orders sort of before PayPal took off and things like that. So, uh, I mean, that's really how I got started uh, in the games business. And now I'm, I'm running uh, Duxter, which is where a uh, you know, we're community for gamers. We build, uh, you know, game developers work with us to build and launch their communities. And we offer tools for gamers to launch their own communities, whether it's just a you know, private place for their clan or group to chat or, uh, you know, interest about their favorite game. So that's, that's what we do now. And that's what I do now. Adam, I am really excited to be diving into your journey because it's obviously been a fascinating one. I mean, stopping by Western Union at in grade school to pick up, I mean, I don't even, I was like barely able to trade baseball cards one for one back then. So impressive <laughs> stuff. But before we dive into your journey, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Yeah. So I, I actually thought about this one kind of a, a bit because I don't really have like a go-to quote that I go to. So, but I asked a, a couple people like, what, what do you think my mantra or business, business mantra or quote would be? And I think, you know, 75% of people that I work with or that I, that I hang out with a lot said it was, um, get 
done. That's that's sort of it. So I don't know if we're gonna have to beep that or what. But um, we will have to. But I can make that happen. <laughs> okay. So that's um, so for henceforth get stuff done. Um, that's <laughs> that's sort of you know it, it, it's the tagline. It's actually interestingly enough the coffee cup I'm drinking out of right now um, says that, and we've got a big poster on the wall. But really, to me, that it, it mostly means sort of like be in motion, be in action, constantly be doing. Uh, I've I've always found that sort of opportunities come to those that that get stuff done, that do things, even if it's not the right thing, even if you make mistakes, uh, being in action and making things happen, um, you know, crazy opportunities sort of arise from there. And I, I found that to be a much more successful path than sort of being patient, picking your spots and being more analytical about what you decide to put your effort towards. We just try to do as much as we can and, and, you know, good things have, have ended up happening. So that's, that's my quote. Well, Adam, we're really going to focus on that because I love that mentality. I love that mantra. I love living life in that manner. And, you know, for me being a military officer, we always love to say we get more stuff done before 9 a.m. than the rest of the world does all day. And that's one area that I actually point my success to as an entrepreneur is that I get up early and I just simply get stuff done. So I love that. And, and let's use that as we turn to your story, your journey as an entrepreneur and really focus on that because... You haven't always gone from success to success to success. There's failures intermingled with every entrepreneur's journey. And I want to hear one of those stories, one of those failures when you just fell flat on your face. So tell us that story, Adam. Take us down to the ground level. Share with us that failure and the lessons you learned. God, you're really going to hate me because I don't have a good story here. So I, this, <laughs> this is going to come back a little bit. So this is like kind of a core philosophy that I have about, about failure. And I know failure is this kind of you know, pseudo sexy thing in startups and entrepreneurship that we're supposed to talk about. And I, I just never look at anything as, as a failure. To me, it's always an experiment and you learn something from it. I mean, it's only truly a failure if you don't learn anything from it. But I make mistakes. I make missteps. We do, you know, we do a lot of stuff and I do a lot of stuff and half of it's wrong. Most, you know, that's about what happens. And I never really look at them as failures. They're always just sort of opportunities to learn and, and get better the next time. And So Adam, let's uh, cut through all this. Let's get to a story of when you fell flat in your face. You've done that at some point in your life and we want to hear that. God, I just don't, I don't have one. I just never, that's not, I'm, I'm sure that from an outside perspective, maybe that's what, it, you know, they think, oh, geez, that didn't go how they, they thought it would, or that wasn't, you know, that was a failure. But I just, that's not how I've ever internalized. I've never looked at it and said, oh, I really fell flat on my flat on my face. If I could do it over, I would have gone a different way. It's not, I mean, that's not it. I mean, we've all had, you know, products that we, you know, I've had products that we've launched that, that weren't as successful as they, we thought they were. Let's hear about be. it, Adam. Tell us a story. We don't want to hear the aerial perspective of what you think failure is and how you internalize it. We want to hear a real life story of your journey as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, I mean, the most, I just give you the most recent one. So we, we, we work with, with games and launch communities, um, hubs basically around, about, around big titles. Um, we, we have historically had really good success doing this big launches, lots of people, lots of activity. Um, recently we, we launched one for a, a game, which I, I probably shouldn't mention, but for a, a it's a large, it's a triple A game. It's a really popular game. It sort of all thought, Oh, this is going to be a big success. There's a, you know, there's a ton of activity. It was one of the most popular games out right now. World we launched. Warcraft. No, no, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that. And I don't want to say like brand name. I know, I know, I know. Get in trouble, but, uh, these, you know, it was, it should have been sort of by all rights, like a, a big success. I kind of like our other ones. We, we followed a similar blueprint. Uh, and it was, you know, by all of our internal metrics, a failure, you know, we set thresholds of how many people we wanted to, 
to join and how many hours on of use and on, you know how many relationships people would create all these types of you know success metrics and those were all negative so those are all failures so it was a you know total failure statistically but based on how we expected it to go um why do you think that was, was adam did you guys drill down and analyze what went wrong yeah, I can tell you there are five, I mean, there are five reasons basically Beautiful. why, why, it, why it went wrong. And like, I don't want to get too into the, the nitty gritty on our like internal metrics, but they were, they're basically sort of nuanced differences between that game and some of our other games, um, nuanced differences between the market, um, in terms of, of like the demographics of the gamers and where they spent their time online. There were some nuanced differences between how we did our launch marketing, um, the types of channels we went through that were, similar but not on similar in the the same verticals as some of our other ones so we looked in and while those were really there were there were probably 25 things that if i were to map it out on some sort of like you know correlation spreadsheet there are probably 25 things that made it the same as our you know last few successes and five things that made it different and the five things that made it different were the five things that made it fail you know looking at the next one if those those five things were the same and the other 25 were different. It actually could have still been a success because it turned out those five differences were the five important ones or at least five of the most important ones. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was basically, you know, when it comes down to it, an analytical failure, like we, uh, you know, deciding what was going to make something similar or different, we picked the wrong things or at least we, you know, understood them incorrectly. And so, you know, now we know those, you know, what those things are, and we've been able to sort of replicate it again successfully because we focused on those sort of key correlative trends rather than the ones that were, were, were dissimilar. So, so Adam, to drill down into just one of the specifics, what is one thing that you learned that you did wrong or that you're going to apply differently in the next launch sequence you go through that you think will have a little better success? Yeah, so to be really specific, the launch marketing tactics, basically the the places we used as outlets had the the audience numbers were there, but the engagement numbers weren't there. Basically, the relationship between the the our mouthpieces and the the failed game w- were weak. So, like, even though there was a big audience and a lot of people saw our marketing materials, they didn't really care because the place they were coming from was a place they didn't really care about all that much. As opposed to some of our other ones, where the places we really put our message out were places where the you know, the audience had a super strong relationship with the, with the content creator. And so it came out as, wow, you know, this is something we really should care about because we care about where we're seeing the message. So that was, that was one of the, you know, the five, uh, maybe the, the biggest one. And that's why we, although we ended up having uh, similar eyeballs on our, our ads, basically, as we had to previous ones, our click through rates were abysmal. Um, and so, you know, our, our effective cost per acquisition was like totally atrocious, even though, you know, we started at the top of the funnel with basically the same numbers. So Adam, now let's kind of drill out a little bit and go to more of that aerial perspective and let's boil it down for Fire Nation. If you could just share one lesson you learned from that experience, just one thing that you would really want Fire Nation to walk away from that they could really take some value away. What would that be? Yeah, I mean, I think it's that when, when I look back at that, we didn't, we, we wouldn't have done it differently had we done it again. I mean, like now we know, so we would have picked those five variables different, but there are some things you just have to learn. And it's one of the things that I struggle with a lot. You know, I have really great advisors and mentors and I get great advice and I read a lot and there's some mistakes you just have to make yourself that there's no way for you to learn unless you do it wrong once 
and then you understand it at an innate level that's, that no one could ever tell you, right? Like I, I'm sure there are blogs out there and I have mentors that would have said, wow, you know, the marketing channels you use, it's really important. They have high engagement or like that's probably some sort of like, you know, golden rule that I should know. But without learning that lesson myself and without making that mistake once, I never, I never would know that as, as deeply and innately as I know now. And I'll know that for the rest of my life. So I, I mean, my, you know, to boil it down, there are just you know, some mistakes you have to learn because you have to make them. You can't read about them or other people can't tell you about them. I'm a huge fan of that on the job training. And again, going back to being an officer in the U.S. Army when I was 22 years old and day one, I had no idea what was going on, but I had to rely on the experience of those around me and also just jumping up on that tank and just figuring things out on the job. There's only so many videos and things that you can read about before you're actually sitting there and actually doing it yourself. And so Fire Nation, that on the job training, that really sitting there and focusing and doing it yourself is so key on so many levels. And Adam, I feel like we're at a good place now. I feel like you're really understanding what we're looking for, which are stories, which are real life examples, because what we're trying to do is is really build an intimate connection between you and Fire Nation, our listeners. And we do that when you share these really touching, these personal, these stories of, of times that you did struggle or times that you didn't come out on top. And now I want to go to the other end of the spectrum and share a story of a time that you did. I mean, you've had many light bulb moments going all the way back to when you were in grade school, but share with Fire Nation just one. One that you think would be powerful right now of a story when you had an aha moment or a light bulb that went off, and what steps did you take, Adam, when you had that idea to turn it into success? To sort of stick, stick on the same thread, right? Like we just, you know, we sort of made that mistake, and there were definitely some light bulbs that went off to me that said, wow, these are really like the keys to success. If we're going to keep, you know, following this sort of same strategic course, I've got these ideas. Like, okay, I really think it's important that X, Y, and Z are all true. And if that's the case, we're going to be successful. So like I had some of those. I, so I, I, you know, a couple of days after this, you know, this quote unquote failure, like I, I went and rewrote this document that I have that I call the playbook. And it's, you know, how exactly we're going to approach a market, how we're going to uh, you know, launch a, launch a community, launch a product, all these things. And so I basically rewrote it from scratch with the, the changes and things that I learned. And one of the, you know, one of the important keys was the relationship we had with the the developer, the game developer. So when we went out and we applied that blueprint and we sort of cold called in, in essence, a bunch of those developers that fit our criteria and just sort of pounded, pounded our, you know, head against the door until we got a few that said, you know, yes, we'll work with you. And then we've, we've since, um, you know, launched probably our most successful community following that blueprint and basically, you know, leveraging off of those mistakes that we had just made. So again, boiling it down, Adam, because we really want Fire Nation to be able to walk away with one actionable tidbit, something that you th- you feel is more powerful than the rest. What would that be that you learned from that experience that you just had? You want to prove yourself right. That that's it's like one of the most important or fundamental things to entrepreneurship is that you have these beliefs or assumptions or hypotheses or whatever you want to call them, and that that all you should be doing is figuring out how to prove those true and prove yourself right. Like I really believed after that, you know, that lesson that like these three things were true. And so I went out and found a bunch of, bunch of you know, ways to validate that and prove that those things were true and prove that I was right and prove that every, you know, the three lessons I think I learned were actually the right three lessons and, you know, they weren't wrong so that I would be spending my time trying to prove myself right. Adam, looking back at your entrepreneurial journey, what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? 
probably been launching a, a successful product launch when you have a team that's been working really hard for a really long time. And so, you know, ours was, you know, when, when our, like our beta product launched and we, you know, had a big you know, articles on TechCrunch and all these big websites and, you know, stuff that we'd been working on kind of behind the scenes for months and, you know, kind of the entire team got to, got to watch the press. And, you know, it was really exciting for us because we actually launched on November 6th, uh, which Love Lash of 2012, which was the presidential election. And we were the, the top story on, on Dig and wow. TechCrunch and some of these other sites for most of the day till I don't know, it was something like, you know, 630 at night or something when like Ohio was announced or something like that. And then like <laughs> an Obama thing knocked us off. So we were, like the most shared article and the most shared. So like that was, I mean, it was cool for me, but it was also cool that I got to see, you know, I was proud, I guess, because I got to see the whole team, you know, enjoy it as much as I did. And, you know, I've seen our, our, developers chat room sort of like light up with shared with links and like screenshots of like dig and like look we're still the number one article and stuff like that was was a pretty fun fun moment that's a proud entrepreneurial moment and i love how you shared it because i can just see you being there smiling in the room with people on your team who are so excited and you know you are there and you're living in the moment you're kind of basking in that glory so thank you for sharing that And, and adam before we bring things to present times, I really want to talk to you briefly about your philosophy on the entrepreneurial journey because so many people that are listening right now to Entrepreneur on Fire, they're entrepreneurs, they're entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, they're sidepreneurs. They are people who are really looking to take that leap and you know, a lot of them already have and they're dealing with the highest of highs as we all experience as entrepreneurs and then day two, the lowest of lows and it's just this massive roller coaster that we're all on as entrepreneurs that's very tough to deal with because it seems like, again, we're just way up and then we're way down. Can you share with us, can you share with Fire Nation what your philosophy is for entrepreneurs to keep some kind of balance in their journey? That's part of it, right? It is the roller coaster of the, the highs and lows. I mean, I think the thing that helps you get through it, because I don't think you can sort of like edge out the highs or the lows, especially, I think the thing that that I try to, that keeps me through it is sort of like the conviction of purpose, like the, the strongest belief that what you're doing is worth it. Right. If it's just sort of like, Oh yeah, this is cool. I hope it works. Like you're not going to ever get through the lows. You're not because life's it's too hard. You'll go and pick something that's easier. So, you know, my advice always is, is, is an entrepreneurial venture, something that you're, you're willing to go through the highs of the highs and lows, lows. And that the only reason, the only time you are is if you have the conviction and the belief that what you're doing is worth it, that the problem you're solving is big enough or that it's valuable enough for, for some reason, whether it's a personal or a market or whatever, that, that you have to believe so strongly in the future that you think you're creating that's probably different than the world you live in today. And, and I mean, that's the only thing I think you really have. What's a recent low for you? God, a recent low. We had um, we had an investor um, committed to invest. We have another round that we're going to start raising money in a in a bit. And we had an investor that, that was a pretty big and important investor who had been committed for a while. It said, like, as soon as you have an, you know, as soon as you open the round, I want to be in, involved. And it would have been a big sort of feather in our cap because of who he is. And last Thursday, maybe he. Um, he pulled out, like, sent me an email. I was like, oh, like, you know, we've changed our mind. Our investment strategy has changed. We're no longer investing in companies in this space. Like, you know, good luck, sort of. And I was like, it was a to- it came as a total shock to me 
because we had this sort of great relationship and he was really enthused and really sort of excited about what we were doing. And it was a total, you know, total rug pulled out from under me sort of, but you know, there's, there's things that are out of my control. There's nothing I can do. And yeah, it was definitely a low. Adam, let's bring things to present times because you have a lot of exciting things going on right now. And as you just shared, some things that are disappointing, like the entrepreneurial journey always throws at us. But tell us about one thing that has you fired up today. Oh, fired up today. God, it's so hard because it's just the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl is like <laughs> yeah. the thing that has me the go most Hawks. fired. Yeah, go Hawks. Right? That is the thing that, that, that I'm the most fired up um, as I wake up this morning. But no, like, like re- realistically, we have... Um, a big partnership with a, a a big big game that we never thought we're not never we didn't think we'd get to this level for a while and um, we're getting ready to launch with them next week so everyone's sort of working on that partnership and I think that what makes it extra exciting is they reached out to us they saw some of the work we'd done done and reached out to us and said wow we'd really love to work with you how can you know can we do the x y and z and that we're we're solving a really big business problem for them and they're super fast growing they're in hyper growth stage they're they're really killing it right now and so the fact that they you know sort of want to work with us and that we get help solve a big problem for them and facilitate their game to keep growing at rapid speed something that i'm personally excited about my my team's really excited about um and that we're going to Probably the the funnest part of it, you know, being a startup is we're going to get to do this in like three weeks from start to finish from them sort of calling us to being able to have this thing launched. So that's kind of cool. Super cool, Adam. And before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our partners. Are you still using Word or Excel to create invoices? Do you use a shoebox of receipts to keep track of your expenses? Save time and get paid faster with FreshBooks the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. FreshBooks is the simple cloud accounting solution that's helping thousands of new entrepreneurs and small business owners just like you save time billing and get paid faster. With FreshBooks, you can easily create invoices online, capture and track expenses on the go, and get real-time business reports with a few simple clicks. You can try FreshBooks for free. Sign up for free today at getfreshbooks.com. And here's the delicious part that FreshBooks is doing for Fire Nation. Every day, they're giving a birthday cake away to someone who signs up for a new account from our show. For your chance to win, enter Entrepreneur on Fire in the How Did You Hear About Us section when signing up for your new account at getfreshbooks.com. With FreshBooks, every day could be your birthday. Sign up at getfreshbooks.com. Do you have a great new business book on the reading list, but wondering when you'll find time to actually start reading it? Why not listen instead? Audiobooks.com has allowed me to listen to some amazing books while working out, driving, and biking around town. All you have to do is download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them instantly. You can even listen from your PC or tablet. Another great thing about audiobooks.com is their massive selection. You'll find great business titles like The 4-Hour Workweek, Crush It, Utility, and many more. And with their industry-leading bookmarking technology, you can switch between devices without losing your place. Not sure which book would be right for you? No worries. Audiobooks.com even offers free sampling so you can preview as many books as you like. Sign up today and get your first book for free by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. 
And Adam, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share some incredible insights and resources with Fire Nation. Sound like a plan? Yeah, let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, that's I'm a bad example of this, right? Because I guess I started when I was 11, so I don't know. Nothing <laughs> held me back before I was 11. But I think at least when I when I look at identity, when I said like, "Oh God, I'm a I'm an entrepreneur," I, I was I was in I was in college, and I think it was it was it was that it was the identity. Like, am I willing to not be a a lawyer or a you know have a job at a big company? Am I willing to sort of like accept the identity that like you know I'm a small business owner, I started my own company, or I don't you know. You know, there's a lot of stigma and I think some negative that goes along with that so that when I was willing to sort of accept that as a, as a brand as something that I wanted to, to, you know, slap on myself as entrepreneur or founder or whatever. What is the best advice you've ever received? It's going to come back to what I said a little bit ago about, about you have to make your own mistakes. That was, that's probably my best advice from an advisor who often gives me their own advice that they learned. You know, he sometimes says, you know, you have to earn, you have to earn your own scars, Adam. So I think that's probably my, my best advice. Adam, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? So probably the opposite of yours. Mine is staying up really late. Um, <laughs> so it's working, working really late, right? You know, not, you know, I don't get up at 6 a.m., but, you know, if, if I'll work till 4 a.m. And those quiet hours of the night where nothing's going on, my email doesn't go off, I don't get any notifications, and I can just grind things out. Um, yeah, st- staying up late. And I, I think it, it's sort of it's the corollary is waking up early, right? But it's, it's that something about the alone time when no one else is around that you just get to get stuff done. Um, yeah, that's a, a personal thing, habit of mine. By 6 a.m., Adam, I've already got an hour of work done. And okay, I think- <laughs> yeah, you're, you're way ahead of me. I'm in the middle of REM right then. <laughs> I think that's a really key point, though, because, Adam, entrepreneurs, we need to find what works for us, and that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that when you are in control of your own destiny, when you are steering your ship, you can figure that out. And for me, I know that come 9 p.m., like my brain goes blip and I shut off. And you know what? I go and I get seven and a half, eight hours of sleep and I'm up at 5 a.m., coffee in hand and I'm rocking and rolling. And then there's people like yourself and a good friend of mine, Pat Flynn. You get your best work done in those quiet hours, the 2 a.m.s, the 3 a.m.s, the the midnights and that's powerful and that works. So Fire Nation, find what works for you. And Adam, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, so my my favorite product that I'm using right now is is called Relate IQ. It's one word and it's a, you know, contact management system. It's a CRM. And so uh, we use that as a business to, to work with all of our biz dev, you know, other companies we work with and stuff like that. But I also use it personally for my keeping, keeping in contact with my advisors, my investors, other founders and resources I have, you know, that that's something that it, I, I'm able to stay sort of up to date with them. It'll remind me of when I need to reach out to someone. It'll remind me of when I sent an email and never got one back. <laughs> um, it sort of lets me organize who people are, what they're working on, what stage their company is, what stage investors are in the pipeline, all these types of things. Um, so it's, it's a great tool for entrepreneurs to stay organized with their relationships and their network. And, you know, I, I look at it a little bit as like a network management tool for me personally. It also has other businessy features, which are great, but I, I use it for my sort of personal network management. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about here at today's episode at eofire.com. And Adam, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? 
Start With Why, Simon Sinek's book. I don't know, it's probably been recommended on this show before. Um, but it, it's probably one of the more like, paradigm-shifting books I've, I've ever read. Um, it, it's you know actually changed the way I look at the world a little bit, especially the way I, I look at communicating, not just with other people, but you know brand and market messaging. So it's, it's definitely huge for me. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, and Adam, I'm, I'm actually an audiobook guy, and Simon reads the audio narrative himself in this book, which is amazing, and I really enjoyed that. So Fire Nation, if you haven't already and you want to get an amazing audiobook like this one for free, go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Adam, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would go on the internet and I would find a way to start making money. And I don't know that I have a a really specific answer of what that would be, but that's sort of what I've always done. So I don't know if I would go on like Elance or something and, and look for like consulting or coding gigs or something to, to make more money. But I I would, I would start making money on the internet. (laughs) So Adam, at such a young age, you were already making ways in the entrepreneurial world. And by the age of 20, a million dollar company, I mean, just an inspiring journey that you share with Fire Nation today. Let's end on a high note by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. So the easiest way to find me is Twitter. Um, so at Adam S. Lieb, so my, my full name. Um, LinkedIn is is fine, but Twitter, I, I respond whenever anyone you know, sends me something. I, I do my best to respond directly, and um, I, for better or worse, spend a lot of time on there. So that's... Um, <laughs> That's definitely what I do. And then, you know, my advice is like, it's, it's hard to think of something that's not cliche and cheesy, but I always just think outwork people. Like if you work harder than everyone else, like you, you're, you're probably not the smartest person. You're probably not the most charismatic. You're not going to have the biggest network, whatever. The, the one thing you can do is work harder than your competitors. You can spend more time. Um, and, you know, that's, that'd be my, my biggest piece of advice, cliche as it is. Adam, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been talking about in today's episode at eofire.com. They can either click on the podcast tab because this episode is in the archives or just enter Adam in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. And Adam, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, Al. Have a good one. Fire Nation, have you attended one of our live webinars on Podcasters Paradise yet? Not only do I cover some of the best podcasting techniques, we also dive right into Paradise so you could have a sneak peek behind the scenes and look at our vibrant community filled with over 350 podcasters. Oh, and did I mention that we give away a free lifetime membership during every webinar? Sign up for our next live webinar at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 